Hi everyone, I'm Horsa. And I'm Namsa. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant, Shondaland's Stand Podcast. Hi Horsh. Hey Nams. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Good, pretty good. Good, good. Um, I'm, I'm glad we, we had a week off to recover from the Grey's Anatomy finale. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to chat about season 18. Um, yeah, we have made a very good and successful effort at avoiding <laughs> what started this podcast in the first place for the last few months. But now that the season is over, we can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, it's time for us to dissect season 18, really go into the weeds with it. Wherever this ship goes... You know, Dido says, I won't go down with the ship. I'll, <laughs> I, I will. I will go down with the ship. <laughs> they, oh, no, she says, I will go down with the ship. I'm yeah. Dido. There will be no white flag around my yeah. door. I'm no. in love and always will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going down with the ship because I have said that I would, but I'm not in love. I'm not in love. I am just, I'm kind of here because we're family. Like you show up and then you're like, oh, I care about you because I'm supposed to, but I'm probably going to just pretend to cry if something happens to you. <laughs> I know I will go down with the ship, even though, look, for me, overall thoughts, just in general, general, very general thoughts mm-hmm. of season 18 is that it was dead ass boring for me. Uh, and it was also just a bit of a mess in terms of yeah. storytelling. I've, You know what? I've got so many thoughts. <laughs> the one thought I actually have to say up front is that I felt a bit like Ellen, even Ellen Pompeo, who I love as Meredith Grey, I felt like she wasn't putting in the work that she was over the years. Yeah. And I felt that Jo was carrying the show on her back for season 18. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, mm-hmm. she carried it. She, I hope, takes a long vacation, gets massages from her back pain because she really carried. There's just a lot of things that I just felt like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Your overall thoughts? I agree. My overall thoughts, I actually didn't realize that there were like three episodes out that I hadn't seen, which has not happened in the history. <laughs> of me watching this show when it's airing i'm usually like okay didn't see my grace this week gotta get my hit you know um and i just completely forgot i had to watch like four episodes in a row and i would pause i would go exercise i would go read entire books i would go <laughs> which again in the history of all the seasons has not happened and i feel a bit i mean I appreciate the challenge. Here's the thing. You know what I mean? Especially after that COVID mess. And then I was excited for them. I had hope. Remember, we spoke about it. Like, okay, Mm. they've gotten out of the COVID era. Let's see what they do with it. I was pretty excited by um, the work in Minnesota, Mr. Nick showing back up. And then, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just kind of like there's no fuel in the tank or something. Yes. And I agree with you, Joe was doing her very most her very best i also actually think bailey she's never phoned it in she never has anytime she was on mm-hmm. she was still doing the best bailey she could lincoln also didn't disappoint me he didn't um, you're right he Amelia didn't. had a lot of good moments as well 
well, I mean, maybe two, maybe two good moments. I personally don't understand why they are making Teddy and Owen the center of anything. <laughs> again. It's it's very upsetting to me. All I wanted was no more Teddy and Owen drama. It was literally my one wish. It was my one wish, as Ray J would say. And they still did this to me. I don't, I don't understand. Like, ugh. Them being in the military <laughs> is bow ring at this point, okay? Issues related to assisted suicide, not bow ring. Very interesting, very important to talk about. But the way you're doing it is not <laughs> giving. Uh, and now, I thought the whole story was going to be about their handling their child gender, and that's interesting as <laughs> somewhere, but now they're, you know, on the layup. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't oh. know. Let's, let's get into it. Hit me with. with let's me. get into it. And let's just put out here we have watched the finale. We'll be discussing the finale. So, spoiler warning if you haven't seen the end of season 18, if you don't plan to listen, if you do and you don't mind being spoiled, please, being spoiled, please continue with us. Let's talk about that Owen and Teddy situation. We left off season. 18 part two with Owen and McCormick. Is that what his name was? The Irish doctor Oh yes, in the yes, car yes. accident. They both survived. And then McCormick, again, I hope that's his name. He left because he found out, well, um, Owen had told him about how he was doing these illegal assisted suicides. And then we, part two, Teddy finds out and she's really angry. And then they have marital issues again. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking again. And mm-hmm. we're going through this whole thing again. again. And Amelia is begging uh, Teddy to forgive Owen again. <laughs> and then fine, they've sorted out their life. And then this new these people come back and they're now threatened in the, at the end of the season by this guy whose wife was in the army and who's also sick and wants to force Owen and Teddy to help him with an assisted suicide. This storyline for me was so, like you say, boring. Anything to do with the army, with Teddy and Owen, I've never been interested in it. You know what? There are parts of it that it I can appreciate. Note. Say that again? I said because it's one note. It they is don't, one note. It's just Owen trying to be a hero because these men served our country, because they deserve it, because it's there's no, you're not telling us an int- a new story. You just keep on that's being on which that's the story and that's for me is like the irritating thing that I've always had with Owen was the hero complex that he's always had mm-hmm. now it could possibly be that he's always had a hero complex so he went into the army and that explains a bit of his character but I think we've it done it so much and more it's played out to have him question his hero complex to have him let go of his hero complex exactly then to keep on having him play it out honestly when I saw this I was like do you think that there's one writer who's in charge of Teddy and Owen's storyline who somewhere 15 years into the show was just like, I'm going to just keep doing the same thing. I plan to give the bare minimum at work and production. It happened so fast. They didn't really have the time to tell him or, or her or them that they, they've got to switch it up, you know, and they just have to film it and give the script and so that's what's happened. Is this is just that there's someone who's collecting paychecks at this point, and there's someone definitely yeah. just collecting paychecks. Or something because it doesn't make sense. I'm like, 
again, as you were saying, again? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, give them a different dynamic. Give them a different dynamic. And honestly, I felt their parenting dynamic was actually the Far only interesting thing about them. Far more interesting. Um, and also in because of the way season. we were talking about um, Roar last week and how mm-hmm. that episode with Cynthia Erivo and like mm. mom guilt and blah, blah, blah. Like m- the, the need to be, uh, to control the situation for your child. Like I thought it was very interesting that Teddy was the one who was trying to be a bit more controlling. And Owen was saying, he's like, this is our child. Just let the kid be like, we'll see how it goes. Don't be so strict. Cause it did surprise me. And I was like, how subversive, how interesting. Let's get into the weeds of this. But no, 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 no. Let's have military issues come back, figure it out and rule the day. Or maybe they get funding from the military. So they've got to keep the heroes. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you... <laughs> Why do we keep having to go through? That is the most ridiculous period. Make it funny. No, they 100% don't. The reason I know that is because the whole storyline was based on how the military treats the actual soldiers badly by sending them off and then not, you know, treating them for this. Well, basically, it can't be treated. These soldiers are going to die. I just. The thing that really struck me was when they were now running away, it came out and now they had to run away. A part of me, a a small part, I've always wanted Owen to leave. I've always wanted it. I've, I've just thought like, let this man go. I don't know how he survived this long on the show. And a part of me was like, oh no, Owen's going to leave. And then when they left, I was like, be gone. (laughs) (laughs) and that's how I knew for sure that they haven't left for sure like they haven't left for real there was no fan fear about it there was no there was no no, it was so rushed there's gonna be a way to get them back there's gonna be something that guy will forgive them I don't know what's gonna happen but I just remember thinking and you just brought up the um the Irish doctor who left at least he was pretty to look at you know what I mean (laughs) and he had a good dynamic with Joe and it was like keep him and cut this you know but um, let's move on all the rage on this podcast is totally fueled by Teddy <gasps> and Owen always Owen he's been <laughs> and we're not mad at Kevin McKidd Kevin McKidd no I love you. actually Kevin yeah. McKidd I actually yeah. really enjoy him the other rage for me I always will have rage you've always not and for me Maggie, oh my heavens. (laughs) This is the most, I said to you, the most underdeveloped, I actually don't, the most underdeveloped and yet overdeveloped character is Maggie. And I don't know how to explain it other than that. (laughs) Underdeveloped and overrepresented on the show because a lot of screen time, a lot of words, and um, I still don't, Ever since the end of the, I mean, when she first arrived and then it was like, oh, you're the chief's daughter. That was interesting. What happened with her mom was sad, but, you know, interesting. Her building a relationship with her sisters, somewhat interesting. But from the point that she just became part of the crowd at Meredith's house, dead, dead, dead. Like there's been nothing arising. She's been very, very much giving best friend energy, not main character (laughs) energy. She very definitely much has no main character energy. 
Y- you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then they gave us just the most milk toast husband to join her. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing, no worries. Nothing to, like, you know, it wasn't an enlivening of the situation. It was just like, here's a cup of tea, a lovely cup of tea. Smile, enjoy. And for me, the, I don't know, is it Maggie or Maggie and Winston? I guess now it's like a Maggie and Winston storyline all the time. A Magston story. I was just mostly <laughs> upset at the fact that they gave us another fever dream. I thought we had decided <sighs> after the Teddy debacle with the four pe- poster bed and the wispy curtains that we were not going to do this again. But now we have pregnancy fever dream with Ellis Gray, which love to see Kate Burton. Love to see make this. I would actually truly love to have a conversation with Kate Burton and be like, how about them keeping bringing you back for these weird um, <laughs> situations? Because... She used to be there in the early days when it was powerful, when her monologues were yes. pivotal, when she was, you know what I'm talking about? And now you come back to be in a fever dream. I feel like maybe it's because when she was on, her life was a fever dream because of the Alzheimer's. Essentially, her life was a fever dream. So maybe that's why she keeps coming back in the fever dream. I mean, honestly, shout out to her because she collects her checks. You know? She collects. to and- do that, that many work. What I must say, what annoyed me the most about that specific episode with Maggie was that the reason I said overdeveloped is because that episode, all it served to do was to complete a storyline I didn't know was in play. (laughs) And I didn't know that this was an issue because it had never been an issue that Maggie had spoken about. And yet it completed her, developed her character all in one episode, which I don't know how they possibly think we can buy that Mm -hmm. at all. And then this whole, the other thing I don't buy is the whole Maggie and Winston marriage troubles because of the brother coming in and da 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 what when she literally said maybe we got married too soon a part of me was like yes you did but this can't be this can't be real because for me it showed a complete a lack of emotional maturity mm-hmm. on in fact maggie's always had a lack of emotional maturity and on one level where she doesn't realize that relationships are and marriage is constantly getting to know things about your partner you don't know everything and then get married and stop discovering that is that's trash like that's not really that's not a relationship well, that- i ever want to be a part of you get to discover things all the time number one mm-hmm. number two you can have married him too soon which i do think you did because we knew nothing about you knew nothing about him fine mm-hmm. but this can't be the thing Mm-hmm. That he's got brother issues. Okay. I mean, Number three, like a- when he said you don't have siblings in that way, yeah. I don't understand her big offense. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, we, could not, we could not be on the same page more because back to the adoption stuff and then on what, because I have annoyance at the fever dream depiction, right? But also, what's going on? If you decided you didn't need to talk about this, four seasons ago when (laughs) going through the oh my gosh I'm Ellis's gray long lost Ellis Gray's long lost daughter and I am here I'm like I'm thinking about Ellis I mean it could have been a whole thing with her and Meredith and 
talking Absolutely. about it and finding this letter and da 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 da. It just I was like, what? Why is this popping up now randomly? Yes. And I know the explanation is she's about to give birth herself, so she's thinking as a mother, how could you let me go? Da 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 da. At least that's like what I had to read into it that it's coming up because you know how who's about to give birth? Maggie. Maggie's not pregnant. Wait. The actress is pregnant. <laughs> this whole time, I was like, Maggie's pregnant. Do you see how I had to make up a whole story to make it make sense? I was like, oh, I guess that's what's happening. It's like repressed trauma is coming up because she's now in a similar situation to the things that like traumatized her. Okay, I follow. Look at me doing better writing than the staff. Anyway. <laughs> So I can't believe Maggie's not pregnant. That's a, the actress. Of course, that's the situation. Okay. So this was just weird and to me felt anachronistic, like at the wrong moment to bring up this thing. And especially for a whole episode, suddenly we're centering Maggie when, as I said, she's got best friend energy in the show in general. And then I just was so confused as to why she was so upset about the sibling thing because Sid, it's true though. I don't know why you needed Amelia to explain this to you <laughs> at all. And Amelia did a good explanation. And I guess the universe exists in which someone who's lived Maggie's life might be, who, who's really happy to have found family and siblings might be mm-hmm. so attached to it and have like, no, I'm a sister now. I have mm-hmm. a role. Like, how can you denigrate it? But at the same time... <laughs> Don't tell him what to you do. You grew up alone, brother. sis. Exactly. <laughs> Don't tell him what to do with his brother. He knows his brother. You like you didn't. It's come on, girl. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, you're talking about. And then when she said the way she said, I think we got married too soon. I was like, Maggie, we were all there. <laughs> you knew you were getting married too soon, and you chose <laughs> to do that. Why you? Why? This How is that a problem? Sense. They literally knew. They were like, I know this is fast, blah, blah, blah. That's literally what you did. You got mad. That was your decision. That was the choice you made. Anyway, so. It was so that you could have a party after COVID. That's literally your whole reason for getting married. What I will say, though, is I liked Wendell. I actually enjoyed, yeah, the brother. I enjoyed his presence because I think he did play a scammy brother well. And that is how scammy people in your family do they will do more than you think they will when it That's turns out that he's taking true. the money from both of them i was like oh yes yep that is yes. exactly what happens i'm actually for all the, the 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 things that i've said i think if i'm indulging the story which i'm still like mm-hmm. wow, wow 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 this show has so much <laughs> i'm on i'm on i understand that i like the fight that it has imposed where Winston is like, I need to find him. I need to figure it out. And she's like, let it go. Just let the man go. We have enough money. <laughs> you know, we don't need to get mm-hmm. involved in this. We were scammed and leave it. Because I, th- that's a real thing that happens, I think, with uh, couples a lot in, in like crisis. Sure. Somebody wants Absolutely. to just let it go and another person wants to fight it and figure it out or not. But I'm, I'm at least that makes sense to me as a way that, that the story is going in a way that most of the story is going on right now don't make sense to me. 
True. And shout out to Wendell. Um, he's our guy from How to Get Away with Murder. Honestly, actually, I thought his character was as random here as it was there. But hey, he did it well. We spoke a bit about Joe and Link. I must say, I say this, you know, I say she worked and worked because initially when she came on, you'll remember years ago, I didn't like her. You and I both didn't like her. We were not fans. Not really. And I am suddenly a huge Joe fan. I love everything she does. I appreciate it. And I think it's because she's had such good character development in the way they've told her story. They've given us so much background. Yeah, whoever's writing for Owen and Teddy and Maggie needs to be interns for the person writing for Joe, you know? 100%. Um, She's had such consistent storytelling, even when Alex left, even what happened afterwards, it made sense. Like it all, even her switching specialities completely made sense to me. And she played it well, like it made, yeah, it made sense. And she did play it well. And even this link friends with benefits vibe when she started feeling feelings can i tell you when there was that scene where link got all upset because his patient had come in and the wife was asking to be induced she was pregnant she wants to be induced so that this the the husband could see the baby get born and joe's like no and then link was going over her head this was after they stopped sleeping sleeping with each other and he confronted her in the closet and that scene i was like and the and the Emmy goes to because I felt it was so believable from both of them. It completely, a part of me was like, I'm not entirely sure why they did the storyline. And then another part of me is, even though I don't know why, I enjoy the way they did it. I think they really did it well. And they really also found a way to bring us back to them being friends, which I really appreciate in a way that makes sense. I'm not feeling like either of them is pretending or like it's a weird, it, it, it feels real. And what's interesting is that even though they are both recent additions to the franchise Mm -hmm. that dynamic as you said that confrontation in the closet giving me classic what we love about greys from before it's giving me early meredith and Derek confrontations it's giving me oh my god Mm. arizona and cali confrontations which were always above just really great who else has given me april confrontations oh my god remember they were friends yes exactly yes Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it has that mix of vulnerability, radical honesty, where Mm -hmm. they've been avoiding the thing in a way that the tension is building, but not so much that you you get taken out of it or it becomes melodramatic. And then they meet, and then there's that it's tense because one of them's like da da da. They say the thing, and then the other person you're like, oh, they might come back and say the bring up the ante, but instead they just like tell the truth, and then everybody's yes. back with that 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 moment where nobody's right or wrong. You know, it it just is what it is, and yeah, those two really have been. And it's interesting that they are the most believable storyline, most interesting to watch storyline, and they're also the simplest one. I think part yes. of the problem that's been happening this season, this season, is that there have been too many dramatic things going on, mm. and none of them being uh, developed enough or being given the the enough of the correct emotionality 
tonally mm. um, for the moment. And then it quickly cuts to something. So like the program is failing. There's hate crimes on Asians <laughs> at the same time. The chief is, is having um, mental testing needed. His wife- Levi's having a breakdown. Levi's having, and it's so much is happening. All of it is, and it's like, we, we haven't, we need to find the right balance again. Where is Meredith at any given moment? Is she in Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Is she in the hospital? I, I You know, I'm confused. I have to say, for me, Link and Joe carried the season and I really appreciate them. There were parts of Link that I felt he was quite, he was treated quite unfairly by the Amelia situation, in that Amelia situation. And I do appreciate that Amelia actually at some stage said to him, she's sorry for having said that um, he gaslit her because Mm. I was so upset when she said that. And I really appreciated at the end of the season where he said that he's not upset with her anymore. And he's, you know, he wanted to be happy and all of that. And I think they resolved that relationship quite well eventually. Mm-hmm. I think it was important for Link's storyline, but I actually also think it was important for Amelia's. Mm-hmm. Amelia's storylines have always mostly annoyed me mm-hmm. as they came to relationships. But the Link and Amelia one, I enjoyed the most always. And mm-hmm. so when they had those issues, I was like, no. But just the way they've ended that and the idea that they can co-parent in a healthy way makes me really happy. And maybe we should move on to Amelia and Kai. What are your thoughts there? Well, <laughs> it's just like you said. The thing with Amelia is that somehow the chaos that she comes with is always surprising and unnecessary. You know, Hurricane Amelia. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not particularly. Um, I don't know. I wish it was. Ma- I wish it was giving me more excitement than it is. Yes. I'm also, not deeply offended by it. I'm agnostic. Yeah. One, that's. I think that's exactly where I am. I. I did enjoy the moment. I had a feeling that I. I liked the breakup. That sounds weird. But I liked it too. I really liked the breakup for being... It, we get very few depictions on, of... In general, we are expecting and we usually get the romance. The person saying, I will throw everything of mine away for you. You mm. are now the person forever and ever. And... You know, we had some of it with Meredith herself, certainly with Bailey. There was always that like career or my Mm. my partner, my marriage, like debates and balancing act going on that they were trying to do. With Christina, we had 100% in the other way where I Mm -hmm. cannot let entanglements (laughs) in the way (laughs) of my ambition. And she really carried that by herself. And so I thought it was, I liked the soft depiction of somebody witnessing um, their, you know, potential partner's life and, and having enough foresight and enough presence to say, I know who I am and what I want. And I don't think I can fit into this. Like if I'm being realistic and to have the, wherewithal and the ability to just sit down and and say I don't think we should move forward because I have things that I know I want to do and I don't think I can be what you need you know what I mean and I don't want to sacrifice 
myself and potentially be resentful. Now, is yeah. that undermined by the fact that they come back <laughs> 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 with a very Grey's romance style gesture of like, I can't sleep, you know? Ugh. And that's all they have to say. That's it. That's it. Amelia's just staring like, are you back? You know, and they just say it again. They just say, I can't sleep. And then we it's over. We have a kiss and now we're in. Oh. We've closed. We've closed the deal. Oh, but again, truly honestly, agnostic. A part of me is, look, the whole Kai Amelia thing. I actually felt when Kai came that they did have chemistry. Mm-hmm. and there was a part of a sense in which I was like oh this kind of makes sense and out of all of the characters Amelia made sense for me you know that mm-hmm. this 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 would happen I'm like Amelia is one of those people I find Amelia quite pansexual if if I'm mm-hmm. honest yeah oh definitely like, Amelia gave the most capacity to yeah 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 my thing is, though, when Kai said, and here's my thing, when Kai said they don't want kids, I genuinely, and on the reasons all of that, respect that and love that for them. And I just felt like, what did Amelia hear? Because <laughs> it's as if she was gaslighting Kai. She pulled a Lincoln. <laughs> she kept saying, I don't want, like, to Lincoln, I don't want to get married. Kai kept saying to, to Amelia, I don't want kids. And then suddenly it's a surprise when Kai's like, no, but I still don't want kids. So I felt a bit like, oh, Amelia, always like with the drama. And then when they did call it quits and ended end, I felt great. And here's my thing. I actually believe the concept of needing a reason not to want to have kids, I think is, I don't think it's real. I don't think that you need to have a reason. You could mm. just say, I don't want kids and that be enough. I don't yeah. think there has to be a deeper reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I've never felt like, and but I respect that they have a deeper reason. They don't blah, mm. blah, blah. I see what now you mean. they've come back, I'm like, have they changed their mind? It's, I don't think they've changed their mind about wanting <laughs> kids I'm, I, because that would be a lot. But I think they may have been like, I love Amelia and I want to see I want to make try and make it work. But let's see what that means. You know what I mean? Because let's how, see. How are you going to do that? Because, and another thing that annoyed me was when they were at the dinner and people kept saying, Amelia used to be like that, saying that they didn't want kids, they didn't want kids. And I just feel like just once and for all, I think Owen said it. And someone else, because they were with the kids and right. kept being asked to do certain things at the dinner and then Owen said oh no Amelia used to be like that you know saying that she didn't want kids or whatever and I'm just like okay let's just get to the point where we don't think people are going to change their minds and we just take mm-hmm. them at their word but whatever I don't think we can um, do that. it's the strangest thing I mean even in it's hard because I have some things that I don't want and people uh, question why and I say I don't do you not know what you want <laughs> I don't, I just don't want, I don't, I don't have, I don't think we're there yet. There's some topics, some issues, especially societal ones like marriage and kids and stuff where people, it's very hard for them, especially if most people, something is the norm to Mm -hmm. understand that you can simply just like a meal, just like a beverage, not want it. And, (laughs) and then they don't know. They're like, well, how do I judge that? 
and does that make you a, a this kind of person or that and it's like what yeah. stop at the level of want you don't have to get deep about it <laughs> yes when you talk about it when you suggest it i my body my soul says uh uh-uh. that's it <laughs> you, and that's and for me i'm like for a show that is so concerned with being you know on the right side of topics this is one that i do think there's still work to be done I mean, but hey. to be fair, I agree with, with Kai. Like sometimes the reason that you don't want is because you know what you do want, you know? No, so, no, no, no. I mean in the sense of like anyone even saying, oh, this so-and-so used, so oh, used to be about. like that. what you're talking that, about. Yes. Like you'll change people. your mind. Oh my God. Let's leave Amelia and Kai. I actually just want to quickly go to the finale. Mm-hmm. And maybe let's just touch on some of the last two episodes being the finale. <laughs> there were so many issues that were being tackled here that, again, it was one of I those have never in my life. things. I feel, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works because it felt to me like, have you ever seen the bingo balls that are in the thing? You have yes, yes. the old bingo holes where they spin the, the circle thing and the balls go. And it feels like people just picked and like threw and they were like, it has to stay. It has to stay. All, yes. all, all social issues bingo. Let's play. They're like, we have four. We didn't put it in the season. This is our chance. We have to do it exactly. now. We we're have to do it now. <sighs> With the blood, the, the donations of the blood. Now hear me. I believe it's completely a legitimate discussion a hundred percent even the, the the discussion about ai aa um the aapi community completely just legitimate we've always said these things but the way they always like throw it in and it's i literally feel all the time like i'm being like i've got whiplash i don't know what's yeah. going on and i'm being slapped and I just felt like, oh no, suddenly Schmidt, Schmidt has to solve this crisis of how um, gay people can't give blood. And so let's get all the gays who are not sexually active to give. Let, oh my word. <laughs> oh, them. I'm doing, and he did it in like one second. We didn't, I don't even, I'm like, how'd you get this many? Like, how do you know who <laughs> is active? Like, this is such I a thing. And now my queen Bailey has to be like, I will fight this for you as well. And I'm like, <laughs> I just, it's so, the, and the sad thing is that there's so much, they had the couple, you know, the couple Link was treating the guy with cancer and the woman who was yes. giving birth and they, and they did that thing we love where this couple was actually yes. with like three episodes, right? So we mm. had a case that was carrying on and everybody was having personal issues. If we just had mm-hmm. that case and we closed up Joe and, and, and Link and we kind of dealt with Amelia and Kai, that would have been enough. You know, we, had, we could have put a button in it. it. And then Meredith and Nick. And so we had just like some couples going through some things. And even the the residency program being in trouble, I feel like should stay and was a good story. And I found the woman, the assessor from the board was very good. And I was so like annoyed by a lot of things. But when she eventually was telling Bailey, look, we're going to shut down the program. Your residents are going to get orphaned. And she explained she's seen this before, like when people work together for so long that Mm. nobody knows who's in charge. And so and so doesn't respect you and such and such doesn't respect the other person. And they're so close that they can't stop bickering about this. And this is actually the issue that's going on in your hospital, why there's no order. 
I mm-hmm. was like, oh damn, that's I, I don't think I can argue with that. And I'm like, that and it's legitimate, crux, yeah. Exactly, it's legitimate. And I was like, if that is the crux of what's going on, show us that. Like, get out of we don't need this blood drive situation. You know? Exactly. And I yeah, you know, and it's completely legitimate in the sense of Richard was the chief at some stage, and then Bailey was now chief, and then now he was gonna be heading the the residency, residency program, program and Meredith and so general, is he in charge of that she used to and, be head of general yeah and the cardio people are leaving too much of, and then the residents aren't involved enough you know I mean do you remember back in the day when there was a clear faction of interns clear attending yes clear heads and now and so I was upset because when she, the assessor said that thing it was such an astute observation and yes. I'm like if that's the nugget I wish they'd worked from just depicting that only and not having to give us to solve um, hate crimes against the Asian American community. The, in the an episode. Of, yeah, in an ep- that's And that's the thing, crunching it in, in the finale episode. Especially when they not were Not even like, in a whole episode, in a couple of, in a scene in an OR. And, oh. and especially, especially when we had four episodes, some six episodes ago, that no one even remembers that w- what, what were they for? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you know what annoyed me about Grace is that it was, there was the obvious tokenis- to- mm-hmm. tokenism. What is it? What's the word? In that OR, where all of the, suddenly everyone is part of the Asian community. It just felt like if, if this is not the most contrived, I've never seen all of these people in an OR, not once, mm-hmm. this whole season. And suddenly, they're all suddenly operating on an Asian woman because of an, a hate crime. And now they're all suddenly, if it, it just felt like, oh, this didn't, why? We've already done the AAPI storyline. And again, is it important? Incredibly. But to be thrown at us in this scenario in the same way that the blood drive scenario was thrown at us when we missed, I just felt like there were specific storylines that made sense and then ones that didn't. And then there were throwaways specifically in the last two episodes that were like, not necessary, not necessary. Like keep Winston and Maggie's marital problems annoying, but keep them. Mm-hmm. Don't keep Owen and Teddy's. The the residency program part made sense. Even Levi. Levi annoyed me initially in this residency program situation. But the way they actually did his story, I think they did it well. You know, wanting to come back and then eventually coming back. And did I think they actually tackled it fine. Like it was fine. And it was like I a classic April situation. It was, it was, it really was. So I was like, this I get in the way of grace. One thing I want to say about the murder thing is I actually thought the storyline of her wanting to leave is actually, I think, very strong. And the reason I say that is because when Bailey shouted at her for leaving and she was sitting with Nick and said, you've, you've always been that girl blah, blah, blah. And Meredith says to Nick that I have to leave because this is how they, Betty will always see me like that. And they'll always see me as that intern. And even with all the pressure that comes from everybody saying, how can you leave? How can you leave? Mm-hmm. And as if she can have no autonomy or to say about where her life will go, she mm-hmm. is beholden to these people. And all. Of, I think it's a legitimate storyline. Mm-hmm. I think they fumble a bit with Mm. it and I don't know it's something with Meredith I don't know what it is maybe Um, something's going on with Ellen Pompeo yeah and 
Yeah, but I think it's smart to set it up because I do think eventually the show ends with Meredith leaving. Because otherwise so what I've heard is that she doesn't believe that. She believes that Ellen Pompeo, that mm. they're going to, well, from what I've seen, they want to try and continue it without Meredith. Oh. And unless and until they strengthen all the other characters, mm-hmm. I don't know that they can do it because as much as I don't feel like... Who's going to carry? I don't know. I, the thing yeah. is, I'm not even yeah. really... I'm in it because I've been in it. I'm not even really in it for Meredith as it is. But if Meredith... Exactly. Meredith, I don't even know who I would be. What, what would I be? Who? who how, mm. And that's exactly what I wanted to say is that I don't even know that people are watching it for Meredith at the moment. But if she were to leave, why would we watch it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but let's just quickly, the highlights of the season. Yeah. Anytime Addison was on the show. Mm-hmm. Anytime. That's anytime Korasik was on the show. Honestly, every those two characters, they made the show better, even though they had... I would watch a spinoff where Addison and Korasik are the doctors. A hundred percent. They could actually carry another show. Um, And then, of course, the highlights of the finale for me was J-Pearl. And the only thing they got right for me, (laughs) no, not the only thing, but the most right thing they got was giving us J-Pearl Endgame. And Yes, we only confirmed it in this episode. For real confirming it. For real. And I thought before watching it, because they had announced they were coming in, I was like, if they don't give us a kiss, even just a kiss, Mm. I will be done with the show. I'll wash my hands. (laughs) (laughs) And they gave it to me. And I was like, fine, I'll watch season 19. fine even though they won't be on it yeah I I, I'm just really I honestly felt like Jackson I felt his presence I actually even though April did silly things I felt her Mm -hmm. presence and I think it's the weight of character the the Mm -hmm. the weight of the characters that they they, those were developed characters they were there they gave you know we know them we care about but if I never see Nico again Helm Helm forgot her name these all of them the residents if they can all leave shame i mean they're all gonna have to go somewhere shame but i'm not i think the only way to carry on the show without like that like gray's anatomy is to have a spin-off and hope it takes off i don't think that they can like keep gray's anatomy going you know what i mean a hundred percent unless something happens next season where they maybe anchor lincoln and um joe in a big way where Addison comes back and is a permanent doctor or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, but it can't be, it can't just carry on like this. And then my other one other thing is I do have to give props to Scott Speedman. I really think he's acting this we role very well. We did forget to talk well. about Nick. I ha- that dinner episode was my one of my, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him meeting Oh, people. did you? Yeah, I enjoyed him meeting the other people and I liked his little chit chats with Maggie. I liked his chit chats with Owen. I I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I from top to bottom enjoy him mm-hmm. and I enjoy his dynamic with Meredith. I think he's the best guy she's date she's ever dated. Of obviously it's not the love story of the ages, but I mean in the sense like he's the most emotionally mature the most respectful of her position, the most, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that I guess you would find of a guy of yeah. his age 
He's from great. dating a woman of her age and her, you know, the space where they're in. Yeah. And I was so, I get it. And I actually think it was good for the finale, but I'm so bummed that they ended on such a sad note because I was so moved by mm. when she said, I love you to a man other than Derek. I didn't realize that I was going to feel away. <laughs> I knew they were dating. I knew they were serious. But when she said, I love you. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, I love him too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also was, but I also did feel like, no, I guess it makes sense. It's a cliffhanger for, I don't know why they had such a big cliffhanger, to be honest. Um, they had so many big cliffhangers. I know. Um, at the I end mean, of the at season. least we know that she kind of changed her mind because I was worried that she was saying, go to Minnesota, it's really over. I like that mm. she she chased after him a little bit. Yeah. Ooh, what a season. Wow. What a season. I give it out of 10, how much? Uh why would you put me in such a position? I, think she, I want to say my instinct was, let me say six, but that feels generous. <laughs> okay. Let's say give this, the finale a score and then give the season a score. As a finale? Yikes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it like <laughs> a four, maybe a four and a half. And then the season, I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I because I can't give it a three, you know. <laughs> okay, Faye. Um, I I think I will agree with you. The season, I'll give it a. F- what did you give it a five? Yeah, I'll give it a four and a half. Um, four and a half feels correct. Yeah. And the finale, you gave it a four and a half. I'll give it a five and a half because they gave me what I wanted in terms of Jackson and April. Oh, okay. And that's why they get the extra points. Otherwise, I do agree with your score. Thank you. Well, that was sufficiently anticlimactic. Do you have a quote for us to end Yeah. So, yeah, we do have a quote. And today's quote comes from the ever brilliant, ever sensational, ever wonderful April Kepner. <laughs> your bias is so strong. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's from um, the season finale of season 18. And she says, um, sometimes love comes back around. And hopefully, Porsche, our love will come back around. <laughs> for this show that we started a whole podcast about. And uh, yeah. it's being deeply cynical about. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but if it does, oh, it's also fine. We've been I'll together be for almost shit. two decades. So I think we've put in the work. It's okay. You know, sometimes things come to a natural end. A season for everything. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nomsa. Thanks, Porsche. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Assume It Will Be Brilliant Pod. And if you have any questions, queries, or comments, please email us at Assume It Will Be Brilliant at gmail.com. And remember, Step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant. If you listen to the show and you like it and you love it and you want to support it and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, please hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you.